Hey everybody, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Takedown. Um, I think I want to start like a different introduction to the podcast. Like, hey all you cool cats and kittens. Or maybe I'll do the YG thing and I'll be like, what's up all you bull bats and mittens? Enough, forget I said that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> what's up guys? Um, this week's episode is going to be a little different than usual because I don't have a guest. Um, I did want to come on, I have guests scheduled for the rest of the week by the way. Um, but I am, you know, I'm going to have them on, I'm going to record, edit, and then slowly upload them to where they're not like one episode every night the rest of the week, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, next week we're going to be like back on like a regular schedule. I've just been super busy. Um, you know, I've, I've got an eight month old daughter and, you know, I work a full time job, which are both blessings. Um, but I've, I've just been super busy, um, I started a job for uh, BaselineTimes.com. So if you go to www.BaselineTimes.com, go to the podcast section. Um, I co-host the MMA podcast. It's called Baseline MMA. Uh, You can find it on um, iTunes, Spotify, I think SoundCloud. Um, Essentially what it is, it's just me and a couple different people. We we break down MMA and, and fights and um, do like kind of like fighter studies, I guess you could call it. Um, but we're working really hard getting that going. You know, the last two weeks or three weeks have been uh, Fight Island, you know, over in Abu Dhabi, Yaz Island. So we've been covering that pretty extensively. Um, if MMA like isn't your thing, though, they also have views from the baseline. Um, one of my favorite episodes came out about two weeks ago. It's episode 25. It's about Cam Newton uh, becoming a, a New England Patriot. Um, but they just kind of like, they talk about all sports, you know, they talk about UFC sometimes, they talk about NFL, um, but there's more, like, like so if you go to the, the Baseline Times website, and then you go to podcasts, you'll see views from the Baseline, which is, you know, the one I was just telling you about, it's all sports, like general sports. Um, then you have Baseline MMA, which is the one that we, we co-host and, and I've been working on. Uh, you have Shooter Pass, which is like all NBA, like I love NBA, and uh yeah, I've I like I'm not even being like that guy like simping for my own company right now, but like I've been listening to these podcasts. Like I like it, um, and the guys are like super cool too. Um, they also, if you're into like pro wrestling, they have a Heels of Wrestling podcast, which is like super cool. Like if you uh, scroll through like the episodes, like they've had like Dustin Briggs, um, they've had like uh, the Polynesian Prince. Like they've had like like good guests and they've had good topics. Um, and it's a really cool time in pro wrestling right now. I'm actually not really like a huge pro wrestling fan, uh, but it's a cool time in pro wrestling right now because the AEW and uh, the guy that owns that actually also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know I'm a, a Minshew fan for life. So, um, anyways, just go check it out. Like we've been working super hard on pushing these podcasts out. Um, if and when the NHL season ever rolls back around, I'm going to get a hockey podcast going. Um, because everybody knows that I love, um, I love some NHL hockey and I love some violence. So, <laughs> so you guys know that, uh, you know, kind of look out for that. Um, on top of that though, I've, me and a couple of my friends have been working on this website and, uh, I can't really speak a lot about it at the moment because we're still, um, fine tuning everything and getting everything prepared. And, uh, and getting it ready but it's a foundation it's a, it's a fund um <clears throat> something that's like very near and dear to our hearts and we've uh, like we've really put the time and effort into this and 
it's been like the single most fulfilling thing that I think like any of us have really worked on. And, um, I've been like super honored to work on this project, like with, like with my childhood best friends, like with my, with some of the closest people, uh, or with some of the people that I'm the closest to in the world. And it's like, it's been a super huge honor. And, uh, you know, we just, we've been working really hard on it and we're, we're getting it ready to launch any day, but it's taken up a lot of our time. So, you know, no excuses. Like, I'll never make excuses, you know. Um, I probably could have, like, grinded harder a couple of these days and, like, pushed out an episode. But, um, you know, no excuses. It's just, you know, we've been kind of busy and, and we're rocking it now. So we're back to our regular um, our regular scheduled broadcasting, whatever people say. Um, anyways, really quick, before we, like, super get going in the podcast, though, I've been listening to this podcast called uh, Call Her Daddy. Which I, I guess is like, if you go to iTunes, it's like the third most popular one um, on Apple right now. I, I guess is like my understanding. Like, um, no, actually, no, it's number one as of today. It's uh, number one because she just released a new episode today. Her name's Alex Cooper. It's through Barstool Sports, who uh, I love the guys at Barstool. Um, but it like, it inspired me. I was like, okay. If she can do it with no guests, I can do it with no guests. And so now that's, you know, that's what you're listening to right now. Um, so let's recap my week to get this podcast started. So Monday, uh, I come home from work. And I was tired. I was wore out. And I come in. I sit down. You know, I'm playing with my daughter. Well, my girl goes to run a bath for my daughter and notices that um, the bathtub is now like not draining like at all and i'm like all right cool it's actually not cool but you know so i'm like all right cool um so i went in there started kind of fiddling around with it i'm putting more water into it you know because like in in like your like your man brain you know what i'm saying you're like all right if i put more water in it's just like it's gonna drain better you know I can't even, I don't even, I can't even justify this, like, saying it back to myself. Regardless, I was trying it, right? And I'm taking, like, hot water and pouring it down the drain, which is adding more water to the tub. Uh, I'm taking, like, um, like, I, I, for some reason, I was like, yo, toilet bowl cleaner. Boom. Done. So I put toilet bowl cleaner in there. Nothing. Um, hot water, vinegar, uh, peroxide. I even, fuck, I even put carpet cleaner in, because I was like, you know what? Like, why not? bleach i was pouring bleach straight out of the bottle down the drain nothing was happening um it was a mess right so as i'm working on this now potential cauldron of uh of uh household items that i've got here oh and it was green by the way like this water is all green because i put the green mr clean into it thinking you know oh it'll smell good at least you know um so yeah so i'm as i'm messing with that uh, Brooke yells like across the house. She's like, "Yo, come here!" And I'm like, "All right, bet." So I walk in the other bathroom, you know, because I'm in the guest bathroom, which is where we bathe our daughter. So I walk to the other bathroom, and Brooke and Sadie are like up against the wall, like they're freaked out. And I'm like, "What is going on?" And so like, I look over in the bathtub, and there's like a scorpion, just chilling in the bathtub. And I was like, "Wow." this is awesome like let me put out one fire before i start on another one so uh 
let me tell you, I know, I love animals, but I don't know enough about scorpions to feel comfortable just like crushing it with my hand. You know what I mean? So then I started thinking, all right, uh, what if I put like a boot on and I stomp it? And if you're like one of those people who are going to be like, oh, you should have left it alive. You should have like took it outside. No. No. I'm going to stop you in your tracks. No. That is a huge no on, on my part, dog. And here's why, right? Because in my mind, if I let this scorpion live, then it's just going to sneak back in. And it's just going to be like hanging on like my shower rod, just like using its tail doing like pull-ups. And it's just going to be getting beefed up you know what i mean like it's outside it's like drinking like roundup you know weed killer outside just getting swole and it's gonna come in and it's gonna use its tail and it's just gonna be doing like tail ups on the bar getting that real jail scorpion body going and uh it's gonna be you know waiting for me because it's mad that i moved it and uh so it's just gonna be like doing those little the little tail ups above the shower I'm going to be, like, right about to shower, like, you know, right, you know, right about to jump in. And it's going to be like, all right, I got you, dog. I'm going to get in. I'm going to be, like, shampooing my hair, and boom. It's the, the old sneak attack, you know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, it's there's no secret. The sneak attack is the best attack. And uh, I ain't trying to get snuck attacked by no scorpion. So I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, because I, I was like, dang, can it jump? Like, can it, like turn and give me like the scorpion version of like a left hook you know like a left stinger to the hand or the foot if i try to like bend down and crush it you know so i'm like all right here's what i'm gonna do uh so i took a boot and i put it on the end of a broom and then uh you know like in uh track like the maybe it's not track that i'm thinking of i don't know where i was going with that anyway so i i just absolutely fucking harpooned this scorpion with this boot and uh and broom and i like initially i i was like wow i'm the king of the jungle right now and then i kind of felt bad i was like well i probably could have like just rinsed him down and felt okay but no um it happened for a reason and boom done deal and i'm also worried now that like every time i go in my bathroom i'm like yo what if i sit down in the toilet and it just like bites my ass you know because that's like a legit like that's like a legit fear now so that was monday right so Monday starts off, boom, with a bang, right? Tuesday, I come home, and I have this outside cat. I don't know whose cat this is, by the way. If this is your cat, like, if you're listening, and this is your cat, like, it's my cat now, or it's our cat. She's for the streets, you know what I mean? But uh, she, like, comes to my house, and, like, I feed her, like, I feed her, like, every day. Uh, she's a sweet little cat. But normally, like, she's, like, on my steps, like, to my porch. Like, normally she's chilling on the steps. This time she's, like, standing on the rail. And she's, like, looking down at something. I was like, what in the world? So I'm, like, about to walk up the steps, and I notice this eight-foot-long uh, black snake. And I'm like, oh, okay. Day two of Jumanji, you know, living in Florida here. Uh, and I started looking around, and I was like, okay, I don't have anything helpful out here. Because, like, the problem is, if I was inside the house... And coming out, I could have just walked back in the house and got a gun and came out and shot it. You know what I mean? But I was going into the house, like, like from, like, being gone all day. Like, I didn't have anything. So I'm looking around my yard, and I have a rake, but it's, like, one of the plastic kind that, like, I've been using uh, 
to like do stuff like with my goats like like in their field or whatever like trying to like anyway it's it's farming shit don't even worry about it anyways um but i was like i can't kill the snake with a plastic rake whoa don't just hear that rhyme anyways i was like i can't kill it with this plastic rake like it's it's physically impossible for me to beat this snake to death so i walk over to my neighbors and i just like borrowed his shovel really quick you know and uh I came back over, and it was, like, starting to move off the steps, and I'm like, all right, you're in my house now, you know what I mean? Like, even though it's just my yard, but I'm like, yeah, you're in my house now, cuz, like, bam, I hit him with the shovel, but he was, like, probably the fastest snake I've ever seen in my life. Like, if there was, like, a snake Olympics, this is, like, the Usain Bolt of snakes right here. Like, he took off, and uh, I'm, like, chasing him like a madman, like, spearing at the ground with a shovel, and uh, he ended up getting away. He's very quick. Very quick. And so now, um, this is just, oh, this is just, just Tuesday. Actually, today's Wednesday. Wednesday's been okay so far. Had a migraine today, but regardless, uh, I'm kind of hoping that my outside cat just, like, ambushes the snake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, is that a thing? Possibly. Is it a thing, like, in, like, this Jumanji-ass street that I'm living in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, let me tell you. If it was, like, if it came right down to it, I would have fist-fought the snake to get in my door. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I could, I could potentially, you know, like, shove its head in the ground. Like, really quick, just, like, whack. Like, shove its head in the ground. And then just, like, sink in a hook, you know, rear naked choke, choke it out. It's probably the dumbest idea I've ever had. <laughs> That's probably the dumbest thought that I've ever had, actually. I I probably could have just stomped it, honestly. Like, just, like, you know, stomped its head and, like... I know, that's kind of a dumb thought, too, because then, like, well, you know, what if it, like, just slithers out from under my foot? The same way it slithered out from under my shovel. Whew, we're 14 minutes in, and... Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> that happened, right? Um, that was just Monday and Tuesday. So let's just like back up. Over the weekend, uh, there was a fight, and I don't want to like touch too, too much on the fight. Um, but it was a great fight. I can't believe we just segued from like the scorpion on Monday, the snake on Tuesday, into like MMA which is like a day or two days prior to the scorpion encounter it's weird not having like a like a guest you know what i mean regardless uh there was a fight over the weekend super good fight davison figueredo versus joseph benavidez um i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the fight it was like a huge beatdown. now i mean once you kind of say it back to yourself and you kind of think about what happened it was a beatdown. three knockdowns uh, Joe B went unconscious. Davidson Figueredo is a powerhouse. Regardless, though, um, it's been like a busy week because, like, I don't ever try to, to podcast on like Saturdays. Even on like Saturday mornings, like I try to not, like I just try to avoid it, you know. Just because, like, for me, like, um, like if there's a fight on, or e- even the Saturdays that there aren't like, you know, the rare Saturdays that there aren't any MMA or, or boxing or anything on, like, I still try not to do Saturdays just for the simple fact of like, that's like my one day, um, 
like off if that makes sense but uh, regardless there was a fight over the weekend it was Joe B and Davison Figueredo for the vacant flyweight title um, man Davison Figueredo hit so freaking hard like I truly like I don't understand how he hits this hard and so for the people who don't follow MMA like I'm not going to touch on this fight very very long um, I'm literally just going to like touch on it and then dip on to like the next topic or whatever but so um Davis and Figueredo and Joseph Benavidez fought before right and so with championship fights because they, they were fighting for a vacant flyweight title um so with a title fight you have to be on weight so flyweight's 125 so they had to weigh in at 125 or you know I mean you can weigh less than that you can be like 124 123 whatever but you can't weigh over it. So Davis and Figueredo weighed in at like 126 or 127, something, which for a normal fight, you can be a pound over. Uh, and it'd still be perfectly fine. For a championship fight, that's a, you know, you're not eligible to win the title. Um, so they fought, and, and so it, so Joe B won the first round. Um, is like what a lot of people will tell you, but I think that it was a, a pretty well draw the first round like nobody no like for people who don't really watch MMA like nobody won that round in my opinion like it was a complete toss up um for me you know I eh eh you know like because in the second round Davidson figured out to knock Joe B out but it came after a headbutt which in MMA an intentional headbutt is illegal an accidental headbutt um essentially perfectly fine um but what happened was joe b was leading with his head and so in wrestling like we're taught at a young young age like i remember like one of my first uh wrestling practices ever um like like where your head is at is where your body is gonna go that's why they say if you're ever shooting in on a double leg takedown and you're looking at the ground like your opponent is more than likely going to sprawl and be successful because you're not driving uh, in the direction of your head, right? So you think about this. Your head is a steering wheel and your body is essentially a car, right? That's probably the best way that I could ever put that. And I coached not only youth wrestling, but I coached varsity wrestling. So understand that is the best way that I can describe that to you is your body is a car and your head is the steering wheel. So whenever your head is looking down, generally that's the direction you're going to go. Now with MMA, uh, people will lead with their head sometimes. And so uh, with any combat sport that involves strikes, so MMA, boxing, kickboxing, a lot of times what you want to do with your head is you want to get it off the center line. So you got to think, if you're sitting, let's say you're sitting down and you're listening to me right now, right? You have your headphones on. Uh, you have me on like the speakers or whatever so like imagine your face right and right on your nose let's just say there's a line up and down right vertically it goes from your forehead all the way down down your nose and then it goes down to your chin right so this is what we we call in, in combat sports this is what we call the center line so whenever you're striking in combat sports the best thing for you to do is to strike and move your head off of the center line and so what this does is it puts you in a position where if somebody does fire back at you with something, they're not going to clean hit you. Does that make sense? So what Joe B was doing 
because I, I feel like people who don't listen to, or who don't watch MMA are probably kind of lost right now. Um, what Joe B was doing was he was leading with his head, clean up in the air. Um, and his hands were kind of relaxed at his side. So in combat sports, you have these people. You have these Conor McGregor's. You have these uh, Anderson Silva's. You've got these people who will, will fight a complete fight with their hands down. You know, Stephen Thompson. I, I freaking love Stephen Thompson. But he's probably the best example of this. Stephen will fight an entire fight with his hands by his waist. And he, he because he throws so fast... Um, and he uses such good lateral movement that he can actually get away with this because he doesn't really have to parry your hands away. That's so. Whenever you're fighting and your hands are up, you're it's they're up, so you can a you can cover up and block shots, or b you can parry shots away. You can just kind of give them a quick a quick tap and, and go. Um, so Joe B has his head up in the air and his hands are down, and he he throws a, this combination and then he kind of steps in a little bit. And his forehead clashes with Davis and Figueredo's in the first fight. This is the first fight still. Um, and so he acts like it doesn't face him. Well, then about 20-ish seconds later, maybe not even 20 seconds. It might have been a little bit sooner than that. Uh, Davis and Figueredo throws a punch. Boom. Sits Joe B down on his back, mind you. Um, and then he jumps on and, and he throws a couple ground strikes and it's done. Um, the narrative, like, going into the second fight for Joe, for Joseph Benavides, because the first round was so close, uh, Joey completely thought that he had essentially won the first round, and he was kind of using this headbutt scenario as, like, a crutch. He was using this as, like, his get-out-of-jail-free card, essentially. Like, mentally, that's what he's doing, right? He's telling himself, oh, okay, uh, you know, the headbutt set me up to get, to get knocked out. I won the first round. I can win this fight. Um, so he's he's given himself this sort of self uh, this self created confidence, right? If you're Davis and Figueredo and you knocked him out in that first fight, then your self confidence comes from the fact that you won the first fight. In his mind, he won the first round. You know, he ended up getting the stoppage in the second round, and then. Uh, you know, you also have this, uh, this, you have to have this thought, well, okay, if I touch him, he, he, you know, he went to sleep. You know? So, Davison Figueredo is coming into this fight confident, feeling good. Uh, Joseph Benavidez is, bl- he's inflating himself, right? I know, that probably sounded really weird when I said inflating. He's inflating himself, right? He's trying to give himself, um, this, this, uh, sense of confidence, right? He's telling himself, oh, the headbutt, oh, I won the first round. So, the second fight, the fight that happened on Saturday. So, Joe B comes out, him and Davison figure out, they both come out, and immediately, he was like one of the first couple punches. I'm going to say one of the first five punches that Fig threw. Maybe it's like the first 10. I'd have to rewatch that fight. I'm, I'm, you know, my memory is terrible. One of the first punches that Figueredo throws drops Joseph Benavides. Boom. Sits him down right on his ass. And then uh, Figueredo goes to the ground with Joe, who, who, by the way, Joe has some of the most underrated jiu-jitsu in the UFC. Definitely at flyweight, you know, where they're fighting. He definitely has the most underrated jiu-jitsu at flyweight. Um, 
but he has some of the most underrated jujitsu in the UFC. So Figueredo uh, follows him to the ground and locks in this beautiful rear naked. I mean, I mean, it was a like the very first rear naked that he locked in was absolutely beautiful. Um, but Toby, you know, he like I said, like he's got this beautiful jujitsu game that is severely underrated. He fights it off, um, and he gets back to his feet. So if you stop the fight right there. So within the first, let's say like the first minute, uh, Joseph got sparked, right? Like he absolutely got lit up. You get knocked down and then you almost get submitted. This whole narrative, like, oh, I won the first round of, of the first fight and oh, the headbutt. Now, in my mind, like they're gone, right? Because I, and people are going to talk shit. Oh, um, Oh, you've never fought before, dude. I fought a lot. I've had I've had probably eight fights, and I've been cracked. Like I've literally like I've been hit hard enough to where I'm like, oh shit, change your game plans. I'm about to fucking wrestle you. You know what I mean? Like, um, so like I said, like with, with all due respect, at that moment in the fight, I think Joby's confidence deflated because after that, um, he gets dropped again. Actually. If you really want to count it, he, he potentially got dropped four times because he got hit one time where he, he stumbled, like almost went down, but he popped back up, right? So uh, Joby just got sparked again and again and again. The last time that he got sparked and went to the ground, he got he got lit up, he got dropped again. This Let's say like the, the third time because I don't want to count the one. Um. Let's say the third time that he got he got lit up and got knocked down, Davison Figueroa follows him to the ground again. So you got to think if if Joseph Benavides has some of the most underrated jujitsu in the flyweight division, the confidence that Davison Figueroa had to go to the ground with him, I mean that's just that's a championship mentality. He goes to the ground with Joseph and then he absolutely locks in the most nasty rear naked. I mean, Joby's body um, instead of being you know, when most people are, are on their backs, uh, they're kind of in this, like, a lowercase L kind of shape. Uh, Joe was being choked to the point where his body was kind of like a U shape almost. It was, re- it was a really fucking tight uh, rear naked. And he went unconscious. I've went, I've went unconscious from a rear naked choke, uh, let's see here, a couple times now. I probably, uh, I'm going to say four or five. Anyways, um... Yeah, he just got sparked by Davison Figueroa, man. And in my mind, like, it was just probably one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen. Uh, to the point where I, like, I'm talking about it, like, it happened on Saturday, and I'm talking about it on Wednesday. And I'm going to, as soon as I jump off this one, like, I'm going to talk about it again on my Baseline MMA podcast. And I'm going to go, like, into further detail, by the way, uh, on the Baseline MMA podcast tonight. But I, don't, I know, like, like, I know it's frustrating, like, when people you listen to or like people that you interact with on social media like they do so many different things like um like it's just aggravating you know because like you gotta go like subscribe to one more thing and then you get all these notifications from it so um yeah it's baseline is like a super good company to to buy into though and uh like i said i'm gonna give like a more thorough breakdown but that fight happened on saturday uh one of my best friends in the entire world came down to florida for a bachelor party and we got to hang out which is super weird with covid uh happening right now and then you plan like these social events like this like it's super awkward because um everywhere you go like like there's like masks and 
they're like temperature checking you as you go in buildings and stuff like it's like this is probably the weirdest time to be alive um like possibly ever and i know that like we're probably saying that just because like we're in this generation we're alive right now in this day and age but like it truly is like you're literally seeing like riots in the streets and um this huge uh division of like people in the united states and then you take into account that there's like a global pandemic going on it's such a weird time like i truth like I, truly it blows my mind like i was just kind of standing um in walmart a couple of days ago and i was just looking around like, everybody's a mask you know because walmart has that mask policy now and i was just like holy shit <laughs> like this is so weird um it's like it's truly just like the weirdest time to be alive but i don't know it's it's weird all the fights are still happening so that's awesome this weekend we have another stacked ass ufc card we have a bellator card nba is relocated to orlando i listen to the nfl uh radio station like because i'm in jacksonville well i work in jacksonville I, I live on the outskirts of jacksonville i live in jacksonville so we have a jaguar radio station I'm listening to that like every morning, like getting pumped up for football season. Um, it's just like it's so weird though. It's so weird. Such a weird time right now. Like all of our sports are slowly coming back. Um, but like it just doesn't even feel like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like July, if you ask me. Like. You know, like what's really like what's really weird, I think, is like there's no festivals, there's no concerts, there's no, um, you know, like like street festivals to go. I, when I said festivals a moment ago, I was in reference to music festivals, but um, like there's no anything going on right now, and that's so weird. And then you take into account that Ghislaine Maxwell just got arrested, and she's being held right now um, in Brooklyn for sex trafficking and you have to wonder who she is gonna tell on right who she's gonna rat out i've i said it before that i thought that uh something would happen to her you know because she has a lot of dirt on a lot of huge names right and i don't mean to like get super conspiracy theorist i don't mean to get super tin foil hat ish I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say. I don't mean to get, like, super out there. But um, it's hard to tell, like, who all she truly has information on. Evidence. Cold, hard evidence. Right? There's no doubt in my mind that she's a disgusting human. She's done terrible, evil things, unspeakable things. Right? But you have to wonder how much evidence or how much, um, excuse me, how much she knows about other people high high profile people high high uh profile celebrities you know not just politicians not just uh these millionaires you know these millionaire billionaire bankers and and business owners but actual celebrities the tom hanks of the world the ellen degeneres ellen degeneres ellen the ellens of the world that was actually really that was I made that too difficult I think but you have to wonder you know like I said like there's a division happening in the streets right now right there's 
there's all this weird shit is happening. And then there's a global pandemic. And now a lot of people are about to be taken aback, right? Because I followed conspiracy theories for a long time. I followed Pizzagate. I 100% believe in Pizzagate. Um, I followed this shit for a long time, right? So I feel like a lot of, like anything she could really say, like I feel like I already know about. But, um, and if you, so to, to, I guess to break down what I just said, uh, Pizzagate's been an ongoing conspiracy for a couple years now. If you're on Reddit, if you're on 4chan, if you're on the internet at all, and you type in Pizzagate, um, and you just start doing your own research, like, like this research has been out for a while. And in my mind, there's like evidence tying these celebrities to that, right? You can go to wikileaks.com and you can go to Epstein's blackbook.com and do your own research, right? That's all I'm saying. Do your own research. Um, so for me, I expect nothing less than all these celebrities to just start crumbling. Um, but it, it's one of those things where like, like I said, like there's so much shit happening in the world right now. There's war in the streets. You know, people are going to be like, oh, you're over-exaggerating. There's truthfully a war happening right now on our streets. Um, the media wants to divide us. In my opinion, the media wants to divide us. And then there's this global pandemic. This, uh, if So if you know somebody that's had COVID, like I'm, I truly hate that and I'm truly sorry, but it's, it's what people will call like an invisible killer because you can't see it, right? You see the effects of it, you just can't see it. Um, so you have this, this essentially like this silent killer, and now people's perception of media, people's perception of Hollywood, people's perception of like celebrities are about to get shifted as well. It's such a crazy time to be alive. Um, it's just like it's just so weird, and. I, like I said, like I encourage everybody to do their own research. And like I know, like people are listening, and they're probably like, "Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist." Yeah, sure, but I've I've done like enough reading that I feel comfortable backing my own statements. You, like you know what I mean? Like I feel comfortable backing my statements, and I feel comfortable uh, publishing like my statements about it. So that being said, like do your own research. Um, in other news right (laughs) um kanye west had his first presidential uh (laughs) rally i guess you would call it in south carolina and i suppose it didn't go how he imagined it would and uh yeah, I, I guess it didn't go as planned. He um, he had this weird... Um, he's had like kind of a mental breakdown afterwards, and he's he's had this string of tweets. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, tr- I'm trying to word this without like offending anybody, right? That's like like that's genuinely what I'm trying to do. I'm trying not to offend anybody because because like I want my podcast to be a place where like, people can come and they can listen. And they can completely, like, get away from the real world. But, like, I had to just get real for a second. Like, this shit's happening all over. Shit's getting weird. Like, um, 
Kanye has like this mental breakdown. He goes on this huge rant about like Chris Jenner and, and Kim Kardashian, and um, a lot of people are like talking shit about Kanye having like a bipolar episode. Uh, I don't think it's fair that like anything Kanye says that's like out of the norm is immediately dismissed as a bipolar episode. Like I don't think it's fair to Kanye, but uh, so one of the things that Kanye mentioned was that uh, he insinuated right he insinuated that Kim Kardashian has cheated or tried to cheat on him with Meek Mill so you, you like you know like like it's no secret to me like my audience is mainly males for the females that do listen like I applaud you for hanging in there and like I super like I'm super grateful for you but Meek's hit list is officially Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, because remember, he, he hooked up with Rihanna, and potentially Kim Kardashian? Yo. Meek's the GOAT. Like, 100%. Meek is the GOAT. There are no if ands, or buts about it. Like, first off, if Nicki... If Nicki closed her mouth... You know, like, if Nikki never spoke, she'd be super, super beautiful. <laughs> I know that sounds super rude, but, like, yeah, that sounds super rude. I'm not going to go back on it, but, you know, if Nikki just, you know, didn't speak as much and she didn't rap, you know, because I don't like her music at all, uh, she'd be absolutely gorgeous, right? Um... Then Rihanna. Rihanna's bae, dude. Rihanna has bae. I don't think I've ever heard a Rihanna song that I couldn't bop to. You know what I mean? And she's absolutely gorgeous. Like, stunningly gorgeous. And then Kim Kardashian? Bro. Bro. Kim Kardashian? Yeah, that is... That's the three-peat. That's the three-peat, for sure. Meek Mill's the goat, man. Meek Mill's the goat. Man. Meek Mill. Back to Kanye, though. Um, I encourage everybody who wants to, um, like, maybe, like, maybe dismiss Kanye's, uh, erratic string of tweets as just, like, a mental health problem. I would like to, like, that's, like, my thing is, like, it really bothers me that people do that. Um, like they just dismiss it as like a as like an episode, quote unquote. I wish people would like, like I wish they would share something about mental health awareness right after they tweet. Oh, Kanye's having a moment. You know, like you know what I mean. Like that would just. I just don't understand, man. I think I think the world needs more love. And more understanding, like more compassion. You know what I mean, like. It's just, like it's so weird, dude. Like we're so quick to like absolutely go in and trash somebody on social media. I'm gonna take a drink of this milkshake. I got a milkshake earlier from Sonic. It's a uh, one of these yellow cake batter milkshakes. I'm gonna take a drink of it. And if you guys hear it, then you know I'm not gonna edit it out because yeah, we're 40 minutes in so far, and I've rambled about Meek Mill's hit list, a scorpion, a snake, and then Davison Figueroa beheading. Is it beheading or deheading? He knocked Joe B's head off. 
anyways, I've been rambling this this whole time, so like I'm not gonna edit this shit out, right? Oh, that was so good. That yellow cake batter milkshake is seriously the bee's knees. If you've not had it, I would highly suggest you going and getting it. And I'm gonna take a hit of the vape too, because like, you know, we're 40 minutes in, you're still listening, you know? That was probably like the cockiest thing I've ever done. I really should go back and erase that, but I'm not gonna, because I feel like most of my listeners are like friends. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you guys, like, I don't know you personally, like, I still think you're my friend. Because we, like, I get to have, like, I have this platform that, like, I've had for years in the form of, like, uh, statuses, tweets, uh, captions, like, etc. Like, people followed me, people have kept up with, like, my life and, like, what I have going on and what I do. But I have this platform now that's, like, completely audio, um... And it's about to be visual, by the way. There's a bombshell for you. But I have this platform, and I feel like like there's been a lot of people who've just, like, stuck it out and, like, hung in there and, like, followed me along. And a lot of, like, a lot of the people truly do interact with me, which is, like, the coolest thing ever. Um, so, like, yeah, I feel like we're all friends here. So I'm going to take a drink of my milkshake, and I'm going to vape, and, you know, you guys are just going to keep listening because hopefully you like me. I don't know regardless <laughs> regardless like I should really do like a segment every week right of like the people of Twitter right because Kanye Kanye would have definitely nearly taken the cake but somebody uh, somebody took like somebody beat Kanye out for this spot right in the form of Chrissy Teigen because she went back and deleted like 6,000 tweets and I don't want to, like, super get into it. Um, but they were, like, really weird tweets. And, like, as a parent, like, she, like you know, because she's a parent with, with John Legend or whatever. As a parent, those tweets were fucked up. Like, I was trying to not curse a lot this episode. The tweets were fucked up, right? They were, like, just talking about, like, like they were just nasty. Like, Google, Google the tweets, right? Because people screenshot it and people have been sharing them. Um, they're about like children and stuff and like, it's super weird so she and these were like a long time ago right like I was actually just looking at one I'm gonna bring it back up here to see if there's like a a date on it uh, yeah they're like 2009, 2012, 2014 um, actually June the 5th of this year 2013, 2011 yeah um, it's just like these, she went back and deleted them now because of course she's been roped into this, uh, into the Pizzagate thing and it's, there's just like a lot of coincidences, right? And so then you go back, you look at her tweet history and you look at all this, all this shit. So then she deletes all these tweets, which is like, A, you shouldn't have said them to begin with. But B, you were confident enough to put them out there, and now you're going back and deleting them because now you're under fire, right? So she takes it one step further, and she blockchains um, like over like a million people, right? I would know because I'm one of them now, turd. But um, wow, that's you know actually now that I think about it, 
she's like the highest profile celeb that's blocked me on Twitter, which is pretty cool. Uh, it really sucks because I think once you're blocked by somebody, like, you just want to creep on them. Right, right? Like, it's like the power of social media. Like, like because somebody doesn't want you to see their day-to-day life, it pisses you off, so you want to see their day-to-day life. Regardless, she has blocked me. She's the highest profile celebrity to block me. I'm proud of that achievement. Moving forward, um, she blocks a million people. And then she sets her profile to, like, private or whatever. Or maybe she didn't. I don't, like, I truly don't know. Somebody shared in a group that I'm in, her profile was, like, you had a request to follow. Um, or that her tweets were protected or something. I don't, I'm really bad at the internet, truthfully. Like, I'm on here to, like, podcast and, like, watch, like, fights. Like, watch violence and shit. But other than that, I'm pretty bad. Um... But so she she makes all these outlandish tweets about children and shit. Then she gets mad at people calling her out. Which, if you followed her account uh, for any given period of time, a majority of her tweets were just talking shit to other people. Mainly, you know, like Donald Trump. Um, but, like, other people. Like, she would often, like, reply to people and, like, talk shit to, you know, like, fans or quote-unquote fans. Um... Yeah, what a weird friggin' two weeks for Twitter, huh? Or week? Weeks? I mean, Chrissy, I think Chrissy blew up like last week. And then Kanye this week. Yeah, and it's only Wednesday. Man. What a two weeks. (laughs) I really should do like an ignorant people of Twitter uh, segment where I just go through and I just read like all the dumbass tweets that I see because there's like a lot of them but I try not to be judgmental right um, but I do see a lot of dumb tweets like tweets where like after like I read it and then I just feel bad I'm like yeah that made my brain hurt for reading that or <sighs> whatever before I end this podcast, before I move any for, any further, I want to shout out to my sponsor, Phone Soap, who, um, and, like, this isn't me, like, trying to, uh, like, sell anything right now. Like, this is me being, like, genuinely, like, I think Phone Soap. Because PhoneSoap.com, I don't know, if, if you've been following the podcast, like, you've been listening to, like, episodes before, like, you understand, like, Phone Soap was, like, my first sponsor. Okay, actually, so I take that back. Uh, I had a couple sponsors, um... I had these, uh, wow, this is, like, really embarrassing. I had, like, these, uh, okay, so my first, like, my first ever podcast sponsor was Fleshlight. Um, <laughs> I, I used to, like, I couldn't even say the, like, I couldn't even pitch the commercial whenever I would, like, be trying to, like, throw out my discount code. I used to not even be able to do it. So then I moved on, and it was, like, this, um, it was like this sexual enhancement pill, right? Because they, if, so what I'd done was like, I listened to like other podcasts and then I just like, I would hear who sponsored them and then I would seek them out, right? Because I was like, yo, if I'm going to do this, I want to make money. Well, that was like my first thought I was like, if I'm going to put time into this, I want to make money doing it. Um, 
but then like then i was like you know what like i have a lot of fun doing these conversations with like sometimes strangers or sometimes friends um and just like getting down to like 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 just getting to talk to people i was like that's cool like i don't care about getting paid um and then i'm listening to like the howard stern show one day because i'm i'm a lifelong like howard stern listener like i love howard stern and he has uh one of his sponsors is phone soap and i was like i wasn't even thinking about my podcast like i was just genuinely curious so i typed in phone soap i was like what is that and if you don't know uh phone soap is like this it's a box that you put your phone in and it charges your phone completely like 100 percent charges it and it uh sanitizes your phone like 99.9 percent clean using uh uv ray lights um and so like i was like yo this is so cool right and i pursued them um like i pursued them i fell in love with their company i fell in love with their brand like i super love these people right and they like i like i don't like talking about like like monetary shit but they were like the first company that ever sent me a check for podcasting um so like they kind of like they believe in me like i believe in them and i truly do believe in their like in their product and you don't realize like just how dirty your phone is but you carry that thing everywhere like you carry it to like the airport you carry it in the bathroom with you i know like i'll be riding with my my truck windows down like in in my vehicle because i don't have ac in my vehicle right now so like i have my windows down and like all the dust because i live on a dirt road will like blow in and it gets all over my phone screen um but i like i just i super appreciate them like you know what i mean like i super appreciate them and i cannot be um i cannot be any more proud to represent them so phone soap cleans your phone it's like a 10 minute cycle it's like all it takes it's it's like uvc light um and it like it's just it's super cool like it destroys nucleic acids nucleic acids nucleic acids no i'm sorry i don't know why i did that it uh it kills nucleic acids and breaks apart bacteria dna and like when the dna is like like messed up like it can't uh reproduce or like function i guess like it kills it anyways um it's like super freaking cool so like i just wanted to shout out phone soap and um like go try their product like if you if you use the code takedown when you check out, um, they give you like a discount or like maybe it's free shipping. They give you something, but like try it out. Like there's a global pandemic going on. Like you need everything around you clean. Like try them out. But I I absolutely love it. Um, I'm like a super huge germaphobe. Like if you know me, like in real life, like outside of like the interwebs, like I'm a huge germaphobe. And I use it and I love it. I didn't mean to like turn that into like a commercial, but I really did want to like come on here and thank them because like they truly did, like they believed in me and I truly believe in their in their product. Um, yeah, it's like it's so cool though. Like, like you literally put your phone in it for ten minutes. It'll charge your phone in that ten minutes too, right? Um, so it'll charge your phone and clean it. And it uses light. Like, it doesn't use any crap that gets on there and, like, makes your phone all smudgy and shit. Like, like it's super cool. Um, and then the second, like, our second sponsor is Ball Wash. And 
uh, if you go to ballwash.com and you use code TAKEDOWN15, which is the, uh, it's like the referral code, so you use TAKEDOWN15, um, Ballwash is like another super cool company that like, like anymore, like I don't, like I don't care to get paid now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, podcasting for me isn't, like, a monetary gain. It's, like, a, like, a peaceful game. Like, this is, like, my peaceful moments, right? Is like, when I'm talking and just, like, ranting and raving and, like, bullshitting. Um, but, like, I wanted to push this product because I truly love it. Because Ballwash, if you go to ballwash.com, um, you can, like, you can buy this product. It's called, um... It's called the Give a Sack Charity Ball Wash XL, right? It's like 20 bucks. Part of that money goes to uh, Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. And, like, Ball Wash just makes really good products. Like, like I was telling somebody the other day, like, like I don't really know a lot of their products because all I use is a shampoo and conditioner. It's called Good Head Shampoo and Conditioner, and, like, I absolutely love it. But they sell, like, boxers. Um... They sell like these, like qu- like they're called quickies. Uh, they're like body wipes, which I have used the quickies before actually, uh, because I work outside so often. Like I, my hands just get super dirty, so like I just wipe my hands down with those. Um, they have like cologne though. They've got all this really cool stuff. Um, they have like some gear, like some t-shirts, some hats. They have this thing called a sack pack. And so what the sack pack is, it's it's like uh, it's the nut button body. Uh, like body wash, like the scrub or whatever. It comes with the nut rub, solid cologne, and then some spray. And uh, it's it's sack spray, and it gives you a refreshing pH balance blast to the nuts that neutralizes odor while helping neutralize odor and irritation. Great for your balls and your body. I normally never read from like the websites, but like I actually did read from the website on that one. Uh, but it's like another super cool product like guys like I really don't endorse shit that I cannot get behind um, but like I truly do love the sponsors that we have on this podcast and like um, like that's like the one thing that like I really like kind of felt bad about was like these people kind of like put their effort and time and like money into me and like I really wasn't putting money and time into them in the two weeks that I took off for my last podcast or however long it's been I don't really remember how long it's been now that I think about it Anyways, guys, catch me at BaselineTimes.com. Go to the podcast section and uh, check us out, man. Like, we're, we're about to launch. Um, like I said, we're about to launch another MMA podcast tonight. We'll get it uploaded sometime this week. There's a card this weekend, which I'm super pumped for. It's Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Uh, the closer we get to hockey season, look for the Baseline Hockey uh, podcast and of course watch my socials because me and my buddies are going to launch our website soon um, while I have you here type in go to google and type in the Mac Miller Legacy Fund go there donate there I super like Mac Miller is my all time favorite artist and um, I truly like for me to have never physically like met Mac um, like I feel like this really weird grieving process like since he passed away that I've never felt with like another celebrity because like it felt like I grew up with Mac Miller kind of because I just um, like I listened to his music like at an early age right because like me and him were almost the same age and I just like listened to his music like essentially my entire teenage to adult life like it truly feels like I'm grieving like a family member um but I truly love his his foundation. It like helps artists that are 
in bad places in one way or another uh like young artists that are in bad places and uh that's like the general theme of like the week right is like go help somebody go do something even if you don't donate to a charity or even if you don't like give money like give a like a monetary help to somebody like just give back in any way just help in some way it doesn't always have to be monetary um hold the door say thank you compliment somebody's stupid shirt that you know is stupid you know what i mean you know like that guy that comes into the office and he's wearing like a yellow uh, like a pineapple shirt you know what i'm talking about and it just looks so dumb and you're just like oh nice shirt jerry but actually mean it when you say it you know whatever regardless i've actually listened to myself talk for 57 ish minutes now i don't even remember what we started this podcast on but i thank you all for listening like i said like please stay tuned we got some cool shit coming this week uh keep watching the socials for our website to drop go to baselinetimes.com go to foamsoap.com go to ballwash.com go buy yourself some cool swag and uh yeah thanks guys i super appreciate it have a good week and adios